Hi, ladies. Welcome to the R&R Experience. Today, we are going to have some fun. We have a dating segment. Before we get started, we want to play a little icebreaker. So the game we want to play is called Kiss, Marry, or Kill. Are you guys familiar with that game? Kiss, Marry, or Kill. Okay, so I'm going to give you three names, and you're going to write down if you're going to kiss them, marry them, or kill them. Now, kiss means if you want to take them home and have some fun. Marry, of course, you know what it is, and kill is, nah, they're they're not for me at all, okay? (laughs) So the first three sets of names, it's John Cena, The Rock, and Jason Momoa. We have John Cena, The Rock, Jason Momoa, okay? Kiss, marry, or kill. (laughs) So that's going to be hard. I I only know who one of those are. Who do you know? Who do you know? The Rock. The Rock. Okay. Mm-hmm. John Cena, he's a wrestler. Wrestler. And oh, Jason he's Momoa. Oh, he's in like a million movies, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. And who's Jason Momoa's? Lisa Bonet. Aquaman. Um, yeah, Aquaman. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so now she's like, now nah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you made Mary. this hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know who I am. I can't kiss all the boys. No, you can only kiss one and kill one and marry one. That's it. That's it. I got mine right away. (laughs) Okay. Who did you get, Regina, for kiss? Um, Jason Momoa. Anybody else get Jason Momoa? Yes. Yes, ma'am. I do. Yes. I I did too. He's he's my kiss. (laughs) And what about Mary? The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. Okay, so you know what? I already know where this is going at. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I love John Cena. I do. But you put The Rock in there, so The Rock go above John. Exactly. (laughs) I had to kill John off. My heart is hurting, John. I'll I'll cry at the funeral. Yeah. (laughs) This might be an easier one. We have P. Diddy, Future, and Omarion. I don't know oh, if you know who God. he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. 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 I see people shaking their heads. Okay, okay. I think I know what to do. Okay, who do you have? <laughs> who are you going to kiss? For fun. Cause he always been my heart. P Diddy, I'll, I'll take him home for fun. He look like. Are you gonna kiss P Diddy? Okay. I will kiss him for fun. Someone's giving the barf. They're like, no way. I know. I'm sorry, but right now, I do not like P Diddy at all. He's my kid. He is my kid. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone? Yes. No, Future. I put Future as my kill. I did. Yeah. You put him as your kill. Yeah. Oh, your kiss? I put him as kiss Omarion. That's what I'm going to kiss. Yeah, I, I put, put Omarion as my kiss. <laughs> Y'all just chasing P. Diddy better. But you know. <laughs> exactly. That's why I put Mary him because I'm a see. Stay- <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to look at him for the five minutes it takes to get the money. <laughs> he, he can be in another. <laughs> be at the other end of the house but i'm married spend your money. you got to be together this can just be a business relationship i'm gonna marry him right and i'm gonna live well with the money yep. yes <laughs> and every time 
Every time she get the money, she could be like, take that, take that, take that. <laughs> Y'all will to the date, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so that was a good one. <laughs> so we have Brad Pitt, Leonardo okay. DiCaprio, and George Clooney. Okay, that's a good okay. One. Oh, that was, back to that's easy. One. That's easy for me that's too. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Who do you have? Um, I put to kiss Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Brad's Tamar- my person. Yeah, yes. to Mary Clooney. I mean, you know. Yeah, just, me yeah. too. Good me guy. Too. Just a good guy. And kill Leonardo DiCaprio because he just. You just he killing Leo. <laughs> yes. yes. He's all over the place. Who married Leonardo? Who married him? Ray. <laughs> Do y'all even know who Leonardo DiCaprio is? Absolutely. I'm not that Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I was just making sure he's a little old for y'all. I'm just asking. It's the name part. I'm not good with names. Killed all of them. So, <laughs> Monica, who do you have? Who did you put down? I like George Clooney. I agree because he's older, he's mature. You know, mm-hmm. I like that. Leonardo DiCaprio, I probably kill him. Yes, and yes. I would, and I would kiss um Brad Pitt because he. I always saw him handsome. I seen Thelma and Louise. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yes. And- yes. Yeah. yeah, Monica, I like Definitely the way you think. Reverse. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> I Brad Pitt. I would marry him, and George, I would kiss. Okay. Okay. I okay. switched them. I switched them up. Okay. I'm hoping y'all have Idris in this next one. Um, Uh-oh. Here's one for Monica. Let's see. We have LL Cool J. Oh. We have Idris. And we have mm-hmm. Kanye West. Oh, that's easy. Oh, okay, we already know what we're going to do with Kanye. Well, yes, we already know. Oh. <laughs> I'm in a toss-up. Dag, I had to switch it around. I'm in a toss-up between L.A. and Idris to marry. You know, so it either one. But I always had a big crush on L.A. with those mm-hmm. lips. He always licking them. We got to marry Monica, I say marry L.L. Cool J because, see, okay. the kiss is just, just for fun uh-huh. one time. But, see, if you marry, that's every day. <laughs> so Ooh, I'm a big Every girl. day. Every, every day and every night. So yes, every I'm, night. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> That's a dream. That's a dream. Uh, I just hear how the women that been with Idris talked about how he was good in the bedroom and everything. Oh, he's stacking. He's packed. I didn't know that. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 oh, he's. Like, I need to go Google him. <laughs> mm, I understand. I understand. Yeah, that accent is nice, though. Okay, these might be easy. We have Chris Rock, Will Smith, or Drake. <laughs> oh. oh. That's a hard one. Hello, <laughs> oh, you said Chris Rock, Will Smith, Drake. <clears throat> oh, I know. Drake. Hey. I don't know. The way Will been acting, I thought you killed him, man. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I think I would marry Will. I think I would marry Will. Will is Will faithful. He's going to stick around. We got some issues. No, we would definitely. <laughs> Will, I would marry Will. Mm-hmm. I would marry Drake. You marry Drake? I would okay. Drake. You I agree with What about you, Ray? Who you want to marry? I got to marry Will. 
That's right. You know what? I'm not asking you no more. (laughs) (laughs) Will has the money. Trina, (laughs) that's who you would marry? You would marry Will too, Trina? I I will marry Will. I marry Will. Will. Okay. 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 I just think think with Drake that he would do so much with the women, I will find myself trying to kill him. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He may yeah. not want to come home. Yeah, he might be on the road yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Obama. Oh, we have yeah. Denzel and we have Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh, Morgan now. Freeman, I kill. Yeah, we're going to kill Morgan Freeman. <laughs> You're going to kill well, Shawshank? <laughs> There's no redemption for Shawshank? Yeah, he has to go. He dies. Bye. We, we definitely going to marry Obama. Gone. Come on. <laughs> Wait a minute. I will, I will marry Denzel. I think he, he too. grown and sexy older man. So, okay, Monica, who are you marrying? Who are you kissing? Who are you killing? Okay, I am marrying, it's a toss up because I just watched the Denzel movie. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> oh, I probably kiss Obama because I like Michelle so much. Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. I probably married Denzel and killed Morgan Freeman because how many um, crime movies and killer movies <laughs> he already killed somebody? <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, I don't know. Obama and Denzel. I don't know. That's a tough one. It is. It's a toss up. That was fun, ladies. So, Regina, you want to go ahead and get started? Yeah. So, ladies, um, of course, we're going to be talking about dating in today's world. So, I was wondering if. You could pick one word to sum up what it's like dating in today's world. What would it be? Why would you choose that word? Interesting. Okay. I would say very interesting. It's it's weird because a lot of, I'm, I'm getting in touch with a lot of older men that's, fantasizing about these Instagram models. Mm. I'm not that. (laughs) Okay, interesting. I'm natural. But other than that, it's just weird because it's just to see older men still play games like they're in their 20s. It's just very interesting and freaky to me. (laughs) Okay. What age would you say those men were? I'm just curious. In their 40s. Mm. Between late mid forty and early fifties. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. I'm conflicted between two words and one word was challenging. Mm. And the other word was stressful. Um <clears throat> so I don't know what word would actually complex maybe would be with both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that because the challenge is, of course, finding that someone, and nobody's going to be perfect, but at least someone who can match to all your boxes or close to all your boxes, where some things you can, I guess, because nobody's perfect, including myself, there's going to be a box I don't check. Mm-hmm. Is that tolerable? You know, can you, gotcha. is that forgivable? Is that something that you can live with that I don't check that box? Okay, um, that's good. When I say stressful, <clears throat> I mean trying to meet new people, having to go through the Q&A over and again, <laughs> you know what I mean? And getting to know their 
likes and dislikes and new personalities and say like you meet somebody, you talk to them for two or three months and then it's like, dang, I don't really like them. Do you got to start over again? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't like that part because I don't like wasting time. That's something that I will never get back. You can lose money and make it over again. You can get your heart broken, get healed again. But time, you don't get get that. That's true. So to piggyback off what what she said earlier is the games and how you struggle getting to know them and figure out if you could tell if they're playing a game. How about that? You know what I mean? So (laughs) some of them are not genuine. And it's like, you sent a representative for the first three months and now I got to get to know somebody else all over again <laughs> when you start being who you are. So that is challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say those are my biggest pet peeves about it. It's not fun anymore. Like it used to be, Oh, go out, have fun, party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not fun like that anymore. And it might be because of my age group. Most women that I know in my age group date to marry, not date to date. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, they dating mm-hmm. with a purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's hard to find a man that says the same thing. Okay, that's a good point. Okay, my word is lacking. I do not Ooh. see anything that's appealing, and when I do, and piggyback on what she just said, is about you got a representative, and that's something I've learned. I had liked this this gentleman really, really a lot. He was 56 and I'm 45. And I'm thinking, okay, I felt like for the first time hitting all the dots and X's and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then finding out the person still hung up on his ex-wife. So that's where you at when you get to a certain age is that you find somebody you can like, they adore their wife, but then they goofed up by cheating. And then you're questioning yourself like, okay, if he messed this up in his marriage, would they do that to you? And then it comes out that they still ain't got over that person. So I left the situation because that's my time in liking someone when they still haven't got over that person, even though they say they did, but their actions is actions. different. So for me, that's where I'm at. I'm at that stage of I'm not I'm I'm not in the games. I would love to get married, you know, but it's not at no grave disaster if I don't, you know, because I don't want to be caught up in some of my friends that went through bad marriages because they didn't see the red flags at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm trying to caution myself, my heart. I don't know if y'all watch Club Shay Shay. Really good episode is, he had Ricky smiling on Mm -hmm. it. And he was saying about his lacking of quality women because he gave so much into his career. And I'm kind of at that stage, I gave everything to my career. And then you get a certain age, like, okay, now I want this guy. Now, I could probably get somebody that's similar like me, but then I would want to know the balance, you know? So that's where I'm at is like, do I want somebody similar desires and wants and creative? 
Or do I want somebody that can be lacking and, oh, let's just go away for the weekend, F the money, you know, <laughs> for the weekend, you know. But then if I keep with, be with that type of person all the time, I'm not going to have anything. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's just like a balance of what type of guy I want. The younger guys try to talk to me, but I just don't see us at that same level, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what y'all ladies think about that. But as a woman of age, you want certain things to the table. You know, mm-hmm. when you're 45 or you're older, you don't want to sit there. To bring something to the table. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't want to build that person up. And then when you do, then somebody else can come in and take up all that hard work. I have been through that situation before. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, just, it's mm-hmm. lacking right now. Lacking. Yeah. Okay, who's next? I can go. I haven't been out in the dating field for a while. I've been with the same person for four years now. So I can't speak on meeting anybody right now. But I will say um, for me and then conversations I've had with my friends, we're all in our 30s. It's the building piece that you were speaking on. Uh, We want to get married, have kids, all of those things. But it's finding someone or being with someone that's not necessarily ready to be a husband. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of doing the building with the finances and making sure we're both on the same page and all of those things. So I will say that is a struggle even after four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, this is Kelly. I've never really been in the dating field either. <laughs> I've been on and off with my child's father for the longest time. So now I'm trying to get back in the dating world. And I don't think a lot of people that I've met are committed to getting a relationship like and actually are going to put in that time. So I'm so proud of myself because I've grown. Like if you're going to stand me up and do any of that, your number will be deleted the next day. You know, just <laughs> continue on what I've been doing. Like, <laughs> match. like I've been on match on and off for about three years, but I haven't found anybody. Am I going to pay for <laughs> to continue on match? I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless I'm a person that I would love to meet somebody organically, like in the store or, mm-hmm. you know. I'm really just with my son all the time. So I'm either at work or, you know, dropping my son off or we're doing activities. So maybe somewhere in between there, I'll meet somebody. But I'm not in a rush. Can you ask about the internet dating? Because I've never done that before. I think it's interesting. I think if you're willing to put in your time, you'll see some good candidates. But I'm not the one to, like, continuously message you over and over and you're not responding. This is Raven. I will say uh, my mother and my stepfather met only Harmony and they've been together for, I think, 10 years now. Oh, so wow. I've seen nice, a love story nice. through it, but I know it definitely took a few days for my mom to finally find someone that was on the same page as her. But I, I would do it if I wasn't in a relationship. I would definitely try. Would you have any safety concerns? Just from her experience, I know my sister here she's been on the dating apps as she said and even my older sister has tried the dating apps i just know that we've always communicated like this is where i'm going this is mm-hmm. who i'm going to be with 
my mom <laughs> sent one of my cousins to go take a picture of the back of the guy's license plate before <laughs> just to make sure that she's safe. But I know it took, even with my stepfather, I think they talked for maybe two or three months before they even saw each other. Okay. And she was in Virginia and he was in Maryland. So it wasn't because of the distance. It was just to make sure that she was safe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think those are good safety precautions because on social media, I've listened to a couple of kind of horror stories because you've heard stories where online dating people get killed. Mm -hmm. We always recommend talking to them for a long period of time, especially meeting them online and social media and all of those things. Mm Because like you said, anything could happen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't communicate with their friends and family when they're entertaining somebody and they're being yeah. secretive. And I feel like things like that happen when you're doing that. I wanted to go way back and just ask the question, what age did you start dating? And did any parent or family member talk to you about dating and what to look in a mate? Well, I started when I was 16, I was allowed to date. Now my mother's rule was just because I said you can date it doesn't mean you're going out the house every weekend. <laughs> it just means if there's somebody that you like, y'all want to go to the movies, I'll take you. So I was during the period, because I'm 48, you got dropped off at the movies. That was just the main thing. She was just like, you're just not going to be dating different people every week. Because she was like, that's not a good look for a lady. So basically, that's really what she said to me. <laughs> what about you, Donna? Well, my story is a little different. I'm a teen mom, and I really wouldn't call that dating. I was a teen mom. I mean, (laughs) I had my son at 16, so I really didn't date till I was probably 20, if that really makes sense, what I would consider dating, Um, because I was just a young, dumb teen at that time. Mm-hmm. Thought I knew what I was doing, had no clue what I was doing. Now I got a 29-year-old boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, sorry. I started too early. But to really say the word dating, it, it was when I was like 19 turning to 20. Okay. Mm-hmm. Truthfully. Mm-hmm. I would say Miles is a little funny because I'm the baby of three. So my mom and dad had my sister and brother early when they was teens. So my dating for the first time was my prom night at 18. Okay. Because my dad was like, I do not want you to make the same mistakes as your brother and sisters. I want you to finish school. I want you to do this. And I don't want you to get tied up in any mess at a young age. I need you to stay focused. So 18 and my prom was my first dating experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, was it somebody that you were friends with or? It was, was it just... someone that I actually, he started talking to me. Okay. And we became friends through school, a school trip. And we okay. just got to know each other. And my dad was like, he could come over during the daytime when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and we sat on the sofa. He stayed a couple of hours, and it just whenever my dad was home from work, <laughs> <laughs> he came over, and it just built up from there. My dad was like, "Okay, he could he could take you to the prom." 
Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. And I just remember him coming in my prom night. My my dad taking him downstairs with a group of my uncles. Oh, and it seemed boy. like it was a little long. <laughs> <laughs> he got to talk. He got talk. to talk. And whatever was said, I came home <laughs> the same way I left out. That's how my daddy was. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, after that we dated and dated for five years. Okay. Yep. And that was it. After five years, cut off. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Monica? I was sitting here thinking what y'all was saying, and I had a like a moment of reflection. It's interesting. I never really dated. If I liked it, a guy it's like they suck their teeth in me and then I end up being a girlfriend, you know, <laughs> or I, you know, or I saw a guy and I'm thinking me and him is friends, but he may see it different. So that's something I'm looking to do is to not be in a relationship or sink my teeth into somebody is just to take a time. It's like, let me date multiple people mm-hmm. and see which one I like the best. And that's something mm-hmm. I never did. And I'm putting on okay. my mark for this shit I like to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had a boyfriend in high school. I wouldn't consider that dating really. I think for me, it was college when I consider myself dating. I know I think me and my parents have had a thousand conversations about dating before (laughs) I started dating. I think most of it was don't get pregnant. (laughs) Don't have sex. (laughs) Don't get pregnant and don't have sex. (laughs) Right. Right. I remember a conversation with my dad. And when I was in college, he said, don't get drunk and have sex. And I think that's like as deep as the dating conversation (laughs) went for Mm, us. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Kelly, did you want to add something? I've been going and off with the same person for the longest time. Um, so I'm trying to like slowly get back out there, but I haven't like really talked talk to anybody serious but my ex. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking as far as if you look back as we're older women, 30s and 40s, how do we start dating and how does that influence what we're doing now? Do you see some similar patterns or things that you did before? Or are you looking for different things now that you're older? From my experience, this is Katrina, (laughs) my experience as well, just dating in my 20s, um, different people. I have had a moment where I dated multiple men at the same time. And that was interesting. And it was fun. Um, Then I got in my late 20s and started dating steadily with one person. That's the person I ended up marrying. And then eventually after 10 years, divorcing. Totally different when you with someone for a long time and then you start have to start over. Um, at first, after my marriage, I was like, forget all men. They're all the mm-hmm. same. They just the same. It's nothing different about them. They got the same schemes, the same phrases, all of that. Then later on, I started going to therapy and after learning more about myself, what I've what I needed for myself and making myself happy. I was like, okay, let me see what's out there. Mm-hmm. I put myself out in the market, but I ended up with, like you said, different types of men coming my way. And, but I could recognize the size of 
playing games and mm-hmm. what I was willing to deal with and what I was willing not to deal with. So it was mm-hmm. kind of easy for me to be like, no, I'm wasting your money and your time. Mm-hmm. We cool. Mm-hmm. It's good. Thank you for asking me out, but we cool. <laughs> and then I end up meeting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I end up meeting a friend from high school that liked me and we start talking. And what made me interested and in continue to talk to him, his conversation was totally different. He wasn't after anything. He just wanted to get to know the woman I was today. Mm-hmm. Not who That's I was good. 20, 20 plus years ago. Right. And he wasn't after anything that was going on. Because he already had built his own thing. So it was different when I got mm-hmm. into that because I was like, oh, I'm having a grown conversation. Oh man. And really about his own business, you know, and just want to know, hey, I'm interested in who you are now. Mm-hmm. So it's been very interesting being on that journey. So yeah, that's for me. I love that you said you went to therapy. Because I, that down. I mm-hmm. think that is so important. Whether someone is getting out of a relationship, like a bad relationship, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe they've been married, if they were actually married for a long time and something happens, because I think you have to get to know yourself and to figure out like what you want and what's going to make you happy, because it's no sense of starting any type of relationship if you just want to date casually or if you're looking to marry someone if you do not know yourself Um, who you are yeah Mm -hmm. because once you get to know who you are you're gonna figure out exactly what you're going to put up with and what you're not going to put up with and you may attract different types of men agreed agreed and it it helps it it helps yeah i don't think therapy should only be when there's an event that's a negative event you know for some people it might need to be ongoing just to deal with everyday life. And that's fine. That's true. You know, because some people don't have an outlet. So that can be their outlet to speak to someone, especially when you have so much, you know, suicide and stuff and, you know, going, I know I'm going left, but that's where therapy comes into play. When you think you're alone, you have someone somewhere that you can go to. So Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say on this, particular podcast, our culture always assumes you're crazy when you mention the word therapy, but it's not because something is wrong. It's yeah. It could be you still having happy days and you go once a month and you just need to talk to somebody about work or your kids or whatever, find it, whatever just to get it out. So I do think therapy is essential just to deal with everyday life right now with all the stuff that we see and we hear on TV, social media and everything else, you know, I I just think Katrina that, you know, kudos to you that you saw what you needed in a professional setting, Mm -hmm. you know, because everybody say go to church. (laughs) That's the first thing everybody (laughs) says. That is true. Go to church. Right. That's not always the answer. Absolutely. You better pray, girl. You better get on the knees and pray at night, cry, talk, you know, all mm-hmm. things to say you do. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. I'm not saying that's not something you can do, but I do give kudos to you that 
you did do that extra step to heal for yourself um, because nobody can take that away. You know, you loving that's yourself true. and knowing yourself. So that's, that's mm-hmm. cool to you on that. And I feel, I feel that's a, a big thing for us as female that we sometimes don't learn this at an early age for self-care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For us should be number one. This should exactly. be what we be, be teaching our young ladies. If we have girls or mm-hmm. nieces and young cousins mm-hmm. that's out here, take care of yourself. Learn how to know yourself. Learn how to keep yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Learn how to give yourself joy. Love on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's something I remember not being taught. I saw people and I, I saw my mother and my stepmother. They was that old fashioned mother, they came home, they cook every day, they clean, mm-hmm. they took care, they work. They were superwomen. But mm-hmm. I was like, how? And they was happy. But I was like, when, mm-hmm. you know, never saw that part when they went by themselves and did things for themselves or had the moment mm-hmm. to themselves to take care of themselves. They gave everything to their family. And like me, I'm a single mother with two boys. I'm worn out. Mm-hmm. as a single mother mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I'm learning through therapy I had to learn how to take that moment so I could take care of myself so I could be able to give to them and even have the energy if someone come in my life when they come in my life at the right time to give to them as well and still have time to take care of myself because if I'm not right yeah my household is not gonna be right it won't yeah. be right mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, I think dating yourself, a lot of people think that sounds kind of strange. Dating yourself is about figuring out what activities or things do I enjoy doing without a partner. This is something that you're going to do, whether going to the movies solo, going out to dinner, maybe picking up a hobby, an interest, painting, maybe taking up a dance class, an art class, learning a foreign language. You're really figuring out what are the activities do I like to do? It could be yoga, meditating. The goal is figuring out who you are independent of someone else so that that person does not fill that void for you. You're able to be alone, be with yourself and know what you like and what you don't like. And that's going to make you a better person, number one. And number two, a better partner for someone else. And then you'll end up attracting probably the mate that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I was wondering what you guys' thoughts are like dating outside of your race. I think when I look on social media now, which it's nice to see more interracial couples on social media and they're having great success in their relationships because, you know, for years, that was kind of like something that people told people not to do. Like, you don't mix races. This is Braven. I say be open. Um, anytime you can find someone that supports you emotionally, spiritually, and, you know, at this point in life, financially, I don't care what race he is. You know, I think mm-hmm. that women should be more open to meeting different people and experiencing different type of culture. And I think that's part of dating, too, is. Yeah. Finding what you like, finding what works best for you. And if that means dating outside of your race, I'm okay with that. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. 
Same my close friend way. just got married and he's not black. He's um <laughs> I think he's white, <laughs> Spanish or something like that, and they are happily married. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's just about the happiness. I think you should be open to that. If you had the opportunity to be open on someone from another race, it's just go for it. Go for it. I think the sky's the limit. Cause you never know where you will find your love. Mm-hmm. You never know who you could be attracted to, whoever. And skin color is just it's our shell. It's just a color. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to thinking how important are looks when you're dating? Because some people want tall, dark, and handsome, but depending on your age group, I think that the groups in their 20s might be a little bit different than the 40s because, you know, when you're in your 40s and up or even 30s, you'd be like, look, you ain't got to have no six pack. I just need <laughs> you to look. I just need you to look presentable. Yeah, can you pay yeah. a bill? Can you pay an electric bill? <laughs> can you do something <laughs> besides just having a six pack muscles and playing video games all day? So how important do you guys feel that looks are in a relationship? Like I was saying earlier, a lot of men, not a lot, but some men have this fascination with um, Instagram models. Mm-hmm. And that's been a problem too. But I feel for me, it might be a problem. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I like an average looking man. I mean, you nice looking, you nice looking. Because I think your beauty comes from within. Because I have seen mm-hmm. some, a lot of people that's nice looking, gorgeous, but their inside was nasty and they look nasty from the outside. Yeah. True. So my thing is, whatever is inside will make you look beautiful outside. So. It's your personality for me and what's on the inside, the good on the inside that make you beautiful. That's true. Do you agree, Monica? I was thinking about the other question about two as open to race. I did it last year. It was different. Um, we'll say that. But to the aspect about looks, I think I'm I'm looking for somebody that you know how you can find somebody that compliments you. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm at that state. Okay. That is a reflection of you. It's like, wait a minute, I see that person in me. So that's where I'm at. It's not so much the looks, it's just the complimentary of how I feel about that person and how they make me feel. I have dated some gorgeous looking guy, but like you were saying, but they were just totally self-centered they looking in the mirror more than i do that's a problem <laughs> you know <laughs> like i want anybody like that but I, I do want someone that's when it's time to go out he knows how to level in different arenas you know not saying you got to be dressed up all the time but when we ready to go out it's time for us to go to an after five event and you looking sharp and I don't care what no one else say, but I know that looks good for me, you know? So that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Donna? Um, so I guess I might be the only superficial one here. So, so um, <laughs> Be honest. It's all right. Yeah, it does matter. I'm going to tell you why. Because I, I am attracted to Pookie from New Jack City. I'm not attracted to Danny Glover. <laughs> 
Um, so there is a, a level of being attractive. I'm not saying you have to be the Denzels or the Jason Momoas, and although that would be nice, you know, those <laughs> starstruck, you know, beautiful people that you just want to embody. But I would say an average to decent looking guy, but it, it does matter. It does matter because. Pookie can't clean up. I mean, Pookie did clean up, but mm-hmm. he didn't clean up enough. You know? Pookie was Pookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even Danny Glover in a nice suit and tie, I, I would just be like, yeah, it was nice to meet you. You know what I mean? And I'm only like 4'11", maybe 5 feet. I'm a full-figure woman. Well, you know, the BMI said obese, but that's okay. Um, so I, I'm not picky but I also can't deal with a six foot two, 300 pound man. That's just too big, too tall. Too much for you. It's too much for you. Yeah. So those are all things I have to consider being such a small, small person. Mm -hmm. The looks do matter in the face too, because I got to be able to want to get close. Uh (laughs) You know what's my biggest pet peeve? My My biggest pet peeve is teeth. And she yes. does not have a pretty smile. Yes. I can't deal. <laughs> you yes. know, it's just, there you go, Katrina. That's what I'm talking about, boo. Yeah, yeah so, she has a pretty smile. Yeah, yeah she does. Yes. Absolutely, Very she does. So you got to look like you got a dental plan. You ain't got no dental plan. <laughs> so I guess I'm superficial, but I'm just being honest. <laughs> you say you're not looking for the perfect man, but you don't want... Any old man. <laughs> Any old man. Right. And and that's true. So it's 50-50. Yeah, I want a nice, somebody nice. You're nice. Yeah. You clean up well. You look good. You yeah. Know? Don't want no slop. I understand. I'm the same right. way too. I tell my friend all the time, I have a football. I'm sorry. Yes. I had two kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't going nowhere because I'm not going to the gym every day. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you mentioned that you have a FUPA. So I wanted to let the listeners know what that is. So a FUPA is an acronym that stands for fatty upper pubic area or fatty upper, the other P word area. And it's very frustrating because it's um, it's fat that's on the pubis mound, which is above the vagina, the vaginal area. And it's very challenging for women to lose that even with diet or exercise And sometimes women get a FUPA after they have children, if they gain weight or if they lost weight, they had surgery. So it's a very common thing that a lot of women experience. It's very hard to get rid of. And a lot of women are self-conscious about it because a FUPA and a flat stomach don't go hand in hand. So if you ever hear a woman say, I have a FUPA, she's talking about that fatty upper pubic area that has you know that's the fat that's there one of my friends was talking about she needed to lose weight and this guy he's in his 30s and he was like you know what y'all women get on my nerves with that she was like what and he was like let me tell you something he's a really funny guy and it's just the way that he said it he's like look and this is exactly what he said i don't give a damn 
about that stomach in the front. He says, lost that butt right. He said, we good to go. He said, I love a little stomach. He said, if you got hips and butt, he said, you gonna have a little stomach. And when I thought about it, I was like, it was nice to hear from a man that actually, you know, he's not into the Instagram models. He was just like, no, nah, that's fine with me. He said, y'all worried about stretch marks. He said, we don't care nothing about that. Nothing. <laughs> For my future husband, you know, I want to be very attractive to him. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, dang, mommy, and fine. <laughs> like, that type of <laughs> attractive. Oh, I love a man like that can clean up. He takes his appearance seriously. Mm-hmm. And that includes brushing your teeth. You know, there's certain stuff like that. Hygiene's important, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very important. And I love a guy that can clean up, come out with nice shoes on. He's smelling good. The smell, the sense makes any man smell good. Even if they're not like the best looking man in the face or whatever, if they smell good, I think that automatically makes you attractive. Mm -hmm. If he, and his clothes, like if he's in a, a nice suit, and he smells good, but he might not be a pretty boy. But if he smells good, I think that just automatically makes you look attractive. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's got a fresh cut and just, yeah. <laughs> I see that smile, <laughs> Kelly. I see it. I see your smile. What are some characteristics you're looking for when you're starting to date? What are you looking for? I mean, they got to have a sense of humor. You just have to, especially with the world today. You got to find laughter somewhere, you know. So to me, I think, well, shoot, the first, remember now, y'all, job is like, they got to have a job. I don't care if that's a characteristic or whatever you want to call it. It's a requirement. (laughs) Before we go any further. (laughs) Katrina, yeah, she said it's one, two, three, four, five, all six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's a requirement. <laughs> definitely a sense of humor. I'm even one that likes dry humor. So it's okay. I'm flexible. I would definitely look for someone like that. And nobody wants to be serious all the time. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could second that. A sense of humor. Because I noticed the older I'm getting, I'm... I'm silly. I just mm-hmm. want to be free and silly mm-hmm. and just laugh. So a sense of humor is number one. I mean, mm-hmm. number two. Compared to the job. job. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. A career, <laughs> some job. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a big thing for me because I'm like an uptight person. That's and too mm-hmm. serious all the time. I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I need a man that's secure with himself. Well, that's a big that's a good one. one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. He's not threatening over me or anybody else. I talk to or come around. He's secure with who he is. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Yep. Monica, you're shaking your head. Um, yeah, I'm agreeing with everyone else, but I like to add someone that's easy going. Someone that don't like to argue. You know, mm-hmm. or, or like you were saying, feel threatened and also don't mind taking the lead, you know, That's of good. the situation. Because sometimes guys feel threatened that I'm a type A personality. Well, wait a minute, you doing all this? You had this last time. Let me get this this time. You know, I would love that aggression, you know, know when to be aggressive and know when not to be aggressive. 
And also mm-hmm. some at it as very romantic. You're mm-hmm. keeping things spicy, you know. You know, that's what I would love. Nice. One for me, this is Raven. I need a go-getter. I feel like if this pandemic has taught me anything, is I need someone that's going to hustle no matter what. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is some grown talk tonight with some grown women. I love this. Mm, 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 so, mm. ladies, uh, being that we were just talking on the subject of looks and, you know, what initially attracts us to a person, we're going to talk about a little adult stuff right now. So, let's say, how important is it when you're dating someone to find out their... Let me see. How do I say this? Their sexual desires. How important is sexual compatibility? And how do you go about discussing that? I think it's just a conversation that needs to be had while you are courting that person. Um, If you're not already physically involved, but before you get there, have those conversations, know where his level is of sexual, how much he needed during the week and how much you need it. Cause you know yourself and you know, what's going on in your life. Hey, if I get it twice a week or once a week, I'm good. You never know with us, but with him, most of the time men say, Oh, I could do it every day. And I'm good. <laughs> and then I'm like, you have a life too. But you learn. It's uncomfortable. Because the first time for me going out and dating again and with my friend, he asked me, actually. He mm-hmm. he brought up that conversation. It threw me off. And I was like, well, actually, when I turned 40, my sexual peak just went up. Mm-hmm. It went up. So as much as I could have it, I wasn't having it, but my that feeling. Mm-hmm. That, so it was like, if you want it, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> you know, okay. at first I was like, let me kiss you. If, if <laughs> I kiss you, that brings the attraction even up. And then I know, okay, I could be on your level. We could kind of meet each other in that midpoint if we have to. Yeah. And because he works a lot, I work and have kids, he works and have kids. So it's like that balance of, of that at the time. But you have to have those hard conversations. And when you've grown, you have those conversations. It's hard because you have to figure out, you're right. Can I be there with you or mm-hmm. I need to back up or he need to back up or wherever. But you have to know yourself. Yeah, because I, I would think nobody would want to waste time in a relationship for a couple of years and you realize like, we are just not on the same page. You know, with this, somebody might be left unsatisfied. Um, and they will. Yes. And then you have to look at it. If you've been together a long time, your sexual, it changes for a woman, mm-hmm. especially after pregnancy. You, you know, your hormones get low because she's tired. You don't feel it. Not saying you don't want it, mm-hmm. but it's just how you feeling. I'm tired. I've been doing this with the baby. I've been in the world. I'm tired. You yeah. know, and you don't think about, hey, sex will help get get that frustration out. Mm-hmm. Then when you get older, the kids start going. If you pay attention, your sex, it changes. 
it changes. Cause I know in my thirties, in my marriage, I was like, I catch you when I catch you. And it wasn't <laughs> no conversation. Yeah. It wasn't no conversation. I catch you when I catch you. <laughs> if you could get it, I get you. And I'll see myself with months. But now I'm like, I don't know what happened when I turned, when I turned 40. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? What is this? I like it. Well, what is it? You know, yeah. just, and we change all the time. I think we change like the season <laughs> True. with us because I'm a female. I know. I don't know about men, you know, I don't know if that sexual being is the same all the way through or if it just shuts down or what. I think men, like in their 20s, they say men, they're very sexually active with the hormones. And for women age 40 and up, like 40, they get they're more sexually charged. That does happen. I don't know the science around it, but I've I've heard that before. Definitely. Anyone else to Regina's question as far as sex and intimacy? I think it's definitely something you should be talking about it with your mate, probably about six months. Because if you wait six, seven years, and then a person's like, oh, we're not sexually compatible. Um, we've been together this long. You, you're you going to figure it out. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so much stuff. We don't invested too much time in this thing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We're not going anywhere. Six, seven years, no. I'm sorry. We, we just going to have to figure it out. But, <laughs> like, if you're dating, you know, I think that's one of the topics that you need to talk about when you guys are dating and maybe when you're first time intimate with the person. Um, but definitely don't wait. I agree on this because I'm going to say, I've been with this person for a while and my sexual drive in my 20s versus my 30s is completely different. And we had the conversation. We talked about this, but it's different now. And it's something that I can't control. You know, he's closer to 40 and I'm closer to 30. So it's definitely different. So I don't I don't even know how to answer that question. For me, um, I don't want to be anybody that's selfish that but want you to do more. So I, like you were saying, I think it's that conversation, um, but knowing when to say it before you start to actually do it. It's interesting. I had with this one gentleman I was with and I liked him a lot and then made me wanted to do certain things. But then it just, you say things and give them a the hint and tell them and they don't do it. And it's a, a big turn off, you know. So it's it's interesting that when you say all of that, I, I think for me, I like to be a mind reader and I need to stop that. You should know what I want, you know, in my head. You see, I'm all dressed up looking like this. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna go down and in your mind, you be visualizing it's gonna be like this, and then, and then you get to it and like, damn. I ain't wasting a nice piece of lingerie and it wasn't nothing, you know. You clap your hands, because you know what I mean. You didn't you didn't got on the perfume, the hair, the makeup, and then you go in and, and then it's like, okay, this is it, you know. So, this is all you got. Yeah, I be hyping myself up. I need to stop doing that, you know. We get on the phone talking and Oh, he talking like this and that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, this thing will be good. And then you get down to, oh, shit. Now you come in. It's time to go. At one point, I was like that. If It's like, I got to get up in the morning, don't you? You know? And I was like, I was a man. I was. 
man, I hurt his feelings, you know, because it wasn't all that, you know, and, and it was interesting that I knew if I really like a guy, if we could sleep together, if mm-hmm. I'm tossing and turning and everything, my body chemistry do not like him. <laughs> and that's a red flag. If I cannot mm-hmm. sleep with them comfortably, I don't like, and it's only two guys and I'm 45. And I was like, wow, this, this thing ain't no lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm not at ease with him. I was like, oh, he's not the one. Mm-hmm. And then the one that could do all the freaky things and stuff, you think that's the one you like, but it's not. It's like, as soon as you get what you want, it's like, okay, you ready to go. And then the one that you do like, that'd be the one that you would want to do all that stuff. So it's just, it's really interesting. Finding a compatibility is hard. It's not always yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand what you were saying, like in your 40s, um, because I'm starting to think, oh, if I beat on this celibacy thing, you know, I don't want to give myself up too much. I'm going to wait to, you know, some, I have a girlfriend that waited till she got married and um, she went celibate and found a really nice guy, which is a great husband for her. And it's like, but what about you waited so long and then you wait and then that ain't what it all cracked to be in the bedroom. What you do? <laughs> I, I think it worked for her. Yeah, yeah it worked. Yeah, you, got, you gotta communicate. Like you, gotta, you know, yeah, hey, you know, all like you and you do all that. Like maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we can try it this way or you know kind of communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something definitely because um, I think that happens in a lot of marriages where people aren't, you know, sexually compatible. They they didn't have the conversations beforehand yeah. and mm-hmm. the wife is complaining or the husband is complaining. So mm-hmm. just like you have to have open conversations about like the finances, finding out, you know, do you have good credit and all that stuff? You do need to find out like where that person's head is at when in regards to that (laughs) and i think you have to know again what you like Mm -hmm. because in order for a man to please you you have to know what you like and be able to communicate that to him and i think a lot of women there's a taboo around sexuality and Mm self-pleasure and that sort of thing you know and i don't know if we want to dive into that but knowing your body and what turns Mm -hmm. you on is important Mm -hmm. and that way you can communicate that to your partner Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of women have been taught that that's taboo. You don't do that. You don't talk about that. Right. Yeah. Raquel, you know. um, Br- Bridgerton brought that, that point up. Um, for mm-hmm. those of you that saw Bridgerton, the girl Daphne, mm-hmm. when she was seeking a husband, her mother, she was so ashamed to talk to her about sex. And mm-hmm. I was watching and I was like, I think, I think this probably happened to a lot of women. I think definitely with our grandparents generation and our parents, where people just, they were afraid to talk about sex, what actually goes on for women, like what actually you'll experience and, you know, what will go on with him. They don't talk about it. So a lot of people back then entered into marriage and they didn't have a clue of what was even going on. So they didn't know anything about pleasure because they just thought they were just supposed to lay there and just Mm -hmm. whatever. Do you ladies feel comfortable asking for what you want sexually? I just recently, since I started dating my friend, he asked me. He was the first man that ever asked me that I dated sexually. 
What do you like? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what can I do for you to make you feel good? Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I was dumbfounded. And I had to mm-hmm. tell him, this, this is uncomfortable, but I feel <laughs> dumbfounded because I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm like, I'm still learning. I was actually in the process of learning how, what makes me feel good? That self-pleasure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, reading books, listening to things, listening to conversation about this. that I never had this conversation with my mom or my stepmom. Yeah. They from that old generation. Yeah. That's private. Mm-hmm. That's to yourself. Yeah. So when he asked me, I was like, oh. And his thing was, I want to please you. That mm-hmm. turns me on. And I'm sitting here looking at this man like, what? <laughs> that should be every man's uh, yeah, you know, yeah. way like, of thinking. How can I please you? Because it's not just how about can you. I please you? <laughs> yes. So the more I started learning myself, and a little bit by little bit, I could tell him, I like this. I like mm-hmm. when you do this or so whatever. And it helps. It, it it really does. It makes the sexual experience even more. I was like, mm-hmm. dang, I'm 47 years old learning this. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> right, so, right. You know, if I had this knowledge when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have made some of the mistakes I made or thinking <laughs> in there like, oh, yeah, you're doing a good job. And like, what? Donna, you're clapping your hands right now. You want to add anything to it? You want to add anything? Me and Katrina got to get drinks after this because this is so true. <laughs> so, I'm down. She she is 100% correct. I mean, uh, for me, in my younger years, I really didn't know what it was. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. Mom did not have that talk with me. And I came from a two-parent household. So my dad was like, oh, I'll take care of my sons while my wife take care of my daughter. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell me nothing. So, (laughs) of course, coming home and having to tell my parents, that I was with child, my dad was like, wait a minute, it's Zebra. Did you talk to her? <laughs> mm-hmm. And my mom mm-hmm. sitting there looking like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you were supposed to have a talk with her. It was too late mm-hmm. at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And my mom was a teen mom too, but she was 18. So she was really an adult. She just okay. truly went from my grandparents' house to my dad's house. There was nothing in between. That was mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So she really did not know how to have that conversation. My grandmother was very religious, so I'm sure she didn't have that conversation with my grandmother. So it just went unspoken. So I found out a different way. And and I didn't find out about what I liked during the teen years. And I hate to say it, but not even in my 20s. Mm-hmm. I didn't find out till my 30s. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a 40s. Oh, you dad won't skip you. I'm going to tell you. I ain't wasting your time. I ain't wasting your time. <laughs> Monica, I ain't wasting the lingerie, no perfume, no nothing. <laughs> None of that is gonna get wasted. You know, I wanna say it was a famous celebrity's wife who said she never had that uh. moment. Oh, she had the big O. She never had the big O. Okay. Right. In her entire marriage. And I was like, that is so sad, but it's so true for so many women because it's an unspoken conversation. I was one of those women that didn't know until her 30s. 
And you know what's so funny about it, y'all? I went to all the sex toy parties all the time because even though with the women, nobody went into detail. And every woman is different. We don't talk about so, it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know. I'm going to be honest. I even had the conversation with my GYN, mm-hmm. <laughs> a young white man. I didn't care. He's an MD. You my gynecologist. There's no shame <laughs> in this game, honey. You, there's nothing else I can hide from you. And I was preparing to have a hysterectomy. And when I spoke to him, I said, wait, 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 wait. Now, I know I need it, but is it going to mess up my good time? He said, no, it's not. And he drew pictures and made sure. I was like, okay, because all we forbidden is babies here. Really? <laughs> <laughs> <Nothing else>. <laughs> <laughs> so but I felt comfortable with him enough to have that conversation. That's how comfortable I feel about myself that I'm open to have that conversation. So any any new person, I probably won't initiate it, but once the conversation comes up, I'm walking right through that door because you need to know right off the mm-hmm, bat. Mm-hmm, um, the gentleman mm-hmm. I'm seeing now, I've been with for six years. We waited six months, but we had that conversation all the time because what most men think they know they don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> they know how to please themselves majority mm-hmm. of the time N- you know a, maybe a good eight out of ten don't know nothing about a woman and you have to teach them who you are mm-hmm. and what makes you happy and so, what you like mm-hmm. yeah you got seven beautiful women on this on this podcast we all are not the same you yeah. can date me one day you could date you know Raven, two years later, we're going to be two different women. Yeah. So you can't take what you learned from me and, and take it to the next person because she might be like, oh, honey, where you learn that from? Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. You know? So yeah. right. you, you have to accommodate or be able to match that new partner or that partner themselves. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Katrina. We don't want to get drinks. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to a couple of friends and um, they said that they knew someone that had said they had never had an orgasm before. And I said, well, tell them to, and this is for anybody listening, to go get a Brazilian. Um, if you're having good orgasms before a Brazilian, get a Brazilian and you are going to take your sex life to a whole nother level. So that is something that a lot of women don't understand because if you think about it, the hair on our head, the hair on our nose, it's to block things, to keep things from polluting our nose somewhat. But think about that in your private area. It's a barrier. If you get a Brazilian, it's skin on skin. So you have better orgasm. <laughs> you have them more often. So that's my word of advice for people, you know, for somebody to say, I've never had one. Maybe you should get a Brazilian and then come talk to us later. Well, here's the thing. You have the pain. Brazilians are painful. (laughs) The the first time you get one, it will be painful. Yeah, it will be painful the first one. But what Regina is saying, it's going to be worth it because it's going Mm -hmm. to take you to the promised land. Yep. There's that. Oh, that's a good one. The (laughs) promised land. (laughs) The promised land. So does anyone else want to answer the question about being able to tell a man or a partner what you want? Monica or Raven? Kelly? Um, I was thinking that probably for me, I need to 
learn how to deal with selfish lovers better. Mm. You know, I was just thinking and like certain encounters I had. And I felt sometimes when you, the giver, you would like to be the receiver Mm -hmm. sometimes. And for me, I think this is really good dialogue because it had me thinking because I never had a mother. My mother had me when she was 19, similar to your situations, Donna, that my mom jumped from my grandmother's house and my grandfather to my father. Mm-hmm. And then she had a baby in the military. So it was like she was growing up. And then when she had my sister, then my mom would have get a little buck wild because <laughs> she didn't enjoy herself in her teens. Dang. So I'm sitting here thinking that I'm learning myself now talking to you ladies because I never had these dialogues to really feel comfortable to share because it was a taboo. I'm from the country. You don't talk about certain things. Yeah. You know, you think you're a dirty person to think right. like that mm-hmm. or, or want to talk like that. You know, I grew up in the church. And so now it's like, you know, you know, how can I please my husband if I don't even know how to please myself first? Exactly. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not ladylike if you, Tell a man what you want and you're too forward, then you're somehow you're not a lady. But to me, yeah, that's not how I define being a lady. A lady mm-hmm. is able to say, This is what I want, how I want it, when I want it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think she hit the nail on the head, knowing what you like first before you have that mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. I know me and my boyfriend had that conversation a few times. Normally, it's after a couple glasses of wine that seems to be. <laughs> when we're the most comfortable having that conversation. But definitely knowing what you like first. Yeah. So ladies, how do you feel about if you're in in a situation where let's say you start dating someone and you find out that they are bisexual? Oh no. Is that a deal (laughs) breaker? Uh, Because it's a lot of people that are identifying as different things, you know, some people are yeah, fluid, poly Mm -hmm. relationships or whatever. So is that a deal breaker? Well, it was this one guy um, that was trying to talk to me and I have a gay friend Mm -hmm. and he was telling me about this guy and called him like the postman, you know, I used to work at the post office Mm -hmm. and Come to find out in conversation, you know, you had a gut feeling like, oh, this guy was trying to talk to me and take Mm -hmm. me out. Didn't even know that's the guy he was talking about that um, was married, got divorced. And he had Uh a girlfriend, but he was also sleeping with a guy that dresses like a woman. Oh, and I was like, thank God I didn't deal with it. It was the red flags, you know, Mm -hmm. just something that seemed right. But I would have been really pissed. I probably would have ended up killing him. I'm sorry. (laughs) I find somebody being that deceitful Mm -hmm. that you're portraying one way, but you're not. Now, if you all in the open from the very get go, then that's my decision that I want to deal with that. Exactly, but your choice. Yeah, if it's not mine, and you put that on me, no, I'm 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 going to be one hundred. Uh, for me, I'm totally not for that at all. And I had a girlfriend. She wrote a book about this. She was married, and her husband was bisexual, and. Mm-hmm. 
she was really, really upset. And she was married for 10 years, very abusive. And then she didn't see the signals. Like he was always going on these guys trips. And mm-hmm. and, and then it all came out when his brother confessed oh. to her that she didn't know he was bisexual. So just imagine you being married to somebody thinking that they one went and found out. And yeah. then now she has, I think, up to two years she has to keep getting tested and stuff. Oh, um, okay. Because she don't know what he possibly could have be exposed her. to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a deal breaker for you, Donna? Oh, absolutely. Ain't no way. Hands down, it's a deal breaker. No. I, 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 <laughs> no. <clears throat> they leave that for Mari Povich. It, it, it can't be Donna's work. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not more povich. <laughs> Trina is a deal breaker for you as well. Yeah, it's a deal breaker. I, I'm just like Monica. If you tell me after the fact, it's time for it's time to kill. Mm-hmm. No question. I'm seeing myself at a penitentiary wearing <laughs> yellow. I mean, wearing orange. Orange. You wearing orange? Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. If you tell me up front, yes, you give me a choice. Mm-hmm. So I could go about my business. I don't have time for the trickery, and that is too much. <laughs> it's just too much health things is going on in the world. Yeah, and you sneaky, mm-hmm. sneaky. So you want to have your cake and eat it too? That's why I call it. Yeah, You're having both a man and a woman. That's not. Mm-mm. I don't even share. I don't like sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like sharing my man for another woman. I mean, the conversation with me a while back was. Would you be interested in a threesome? No. I'm a no. Yeah. I don't like sharing. I can't see that. She make a sound and I ain't. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's not for me. <laughs> I would you train like, uh-uh. Barely sharing. You, wait a minute, Regina. She said, you said you're going to choke her? You're going to choke someone? Yes, because I'm like, if I'm not, who's making that sound? It's not me. She making a sound. Who, yeah. who pleasing who? Uh, 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 we can't. I'm selfish. I need you to myself. Right. You know, I, I feel you on I that one. Yeah. I'll share a yeah. cookie with you, a piece of cake or candy, but yeah. not that. Not, not, not that. Not that. No, first mold. Uh-huh. <laughs> what you doing to her that you ain't doing? She said the first <laughs> What was that Tyler Perry movie when that guy cheated on Janet Jackson and her husband was gay and she caught AIDS? Yes. She was I mean, Whoopi Goldberg was in it. Yeah. Yes. And that was a scene. And just to see her face, I'm like, man, she's letting you talk. You stay in the room. <laughs> I don't know if I can stay in that room with you because it would have been bloodshed when you came through the door. Trina's gangster. She said, do not. <laughs> <I am. laughs> Just do the not. idea of knowing that, woo, that was a good one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, in this day and age, do you find yourself when you're dating? Do you enter it thinking, I'm looking for a hookup, I'm looking for a companion, or I'm just looking for something to do? Do you put guys in different categories? Yeah, definitely. And my thing was, when I got out of my marriage, and I was like, I don't want it. 
I don't want to deal with men. But then I got to a point that I was like, oh, I think I may want to be a hoe and be like ludicrous and have different men from different area codes. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I had that moment. <laughs> but then later on, I was like, no, that's not me. But mm. you have to know what you want. And I know mm-hmm. right now, I just want someone, I want to be compatible. I don't have to get married. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. have to get married. If it's open, if God's willing to put me in that path, then fine. I could be your partner for life. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with that. As long as we both on the same journey, have the same goals, I'm good. I'm good with that. I don't have to be married again, you know, because marriage, marriage is good. I think the other side of that is just the the business side, what we call rewrite the contract. The <laughs> yeah. That mm-hmm. part. And the See, way for me, would you get a would you get a prenup, Trina? Actually, I told myself I was like, I don't yeah, I was like, I don't have nothing. If someone said no, still get a prenup, mm-hmm. you have kids. I would. Just mm-hmm. I would still get one. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me, like I've only been mm-hmm. able to focus on one guy at a time. So I can't date mm-hmm. four or five different people. I don't got the energy, I don't got the time. <laughs> I gotta focus on one. If it don't work out, okay, cool. Have a good life, mm-hmm. you know. I try to find mm-hmm. somebody else, but I've never been able to date multiple people at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might end up sending the wrong text message to somebody, <laughs> thinking you're sending it to one guy, you're sending it to another. Or, or saying the wrong name. That's, yeah. yeah, that has happened well, to people yeah. before. My mom did that to my son. I thought that was hilarious. Hi, so and so. And it was a different person on the phone. I said, man. <laughs> I said, you should never introduce your grandma to nobody because she can't remember nobody's name. <laughs> <laughs> and grandmas so will do it. Grandmas mm-hmm. will do it. She did it every time. That's true. Well, mm-hmm. dating multiple people, I think it's like a job to some people. It's like a job. You have to work at it. But one thing I tell, I tell my nieces that's young, that's out here dating. I was like, you could date multiple men. Don't date a lot, but just don't be, you don't have to be sexual active with them. Yeah. Right. right. That's true. That's, that's true. Thing. You don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize yeah. that just because you're dating doesn't mean you're sleeping with someone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been the mis thing about dating. You always have to be sexual active with someone and that's not true. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's how you could come up with a clear decision on which one you want because usually when you date multiple men, at least just that two, one will show show that self. Yeah. That you could get closer mm-hmm. to and the other one will just eventually fade away. Mm-hmm. 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 See, I think we also interchange words too with dating with talking. Because a lot of times you're like, Oh, well, we just talking. Uh huh. Well, are you going to the movies? You going out to dinner? That's really dating. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think sometimes they're like, "Oh, well, we're just talking. You know, nothing serious." Okay, that could be dating. It doesn't have to be serious to be considered dating. Dating is the period of time that you're taking to get to know someone before you choose to be committed. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. Because once you make that commitment, it should evolve to a relationship, not necessarily for dating. Because when somebody says they're dating to me, I think no commitment. I don't know about anybody else. That's a good mm-hmm. point. I would say that means they both are not committed. Now, if 
you're committed, you'd be like, oh, this is my woman, this is my man, this is yeah. my bae, my boo, whatever nickname you have for them. But I don't know if, and that might be a misconception as well, too, with the terminologies that people are using. So <laughs> you've got all these terms, and, and to me, it's just to say there's no commitment. So, because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like if someone said relationship, they know that in lies the word commitment within that. I, and, I, you know, since we're having this topic, someone else might look at that differently. Mm-hmm. But that's how mm-hmm. I would, if someone I'm having a conversation with is using certain words, that's what I would assume it to be. <clears throat> and that's understandable. It's keywords. You have to be careful with those keywords, and I get that. You have to know the difference between dating and you are being free to date other people, or are we dating to commit to each other, just only to each other? So are we exclusive? Can, yeah. Yeah. Are we exclusive? Because mm-hmm. one may, one like? may be, and the other one may not be at the time mm-hmm. or the moment when you're doing things. So you have to have those, again, those open conversations and be honest with those conversations yeah um what's been your worst experience dating a horror story or something kind of crazy that happened when you were dating someone i don't know how juicy it is i was in my 20s though (laughs) (laughs) bring it bring it i was dating a guy Went to school with them, graduated everything. I was like 25. 20, Are you talking about your high school prom mate, your prom dude? <laughs> no, no, just a level one. This is someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a level. What's the tea? <laughs> so he lived out of town. <laughs> he lived out of town. So he'll come in town and send me flowers. <laughs> Talk to my mom, just getting in good. Just getting in good <laughs> with my mom and dad. So one day he bought some Maxwell tickets. Mind you, I'm dating him and at the time was my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. But my ex-husband didn't know. Because we just was dating. We didn't have no mm-hmm. commitment. I get the tickets, everything getting ready for that weekend coming. By Wednesday, I get a call. It was from a female. Oh. Telling me that she was the girlfriend oh. and they were having a moment and she don't know why, who was I and where did I come from? And did you know he had a girl or wife, whoever she was She's crying, looking for him. I'm like, Hey, here, here, come still living with my parents. Who are, who are you? And how you got my number? It's, I'm not pressed for that man, but I said, look for him somewhere else because he's not in Richmond. That's your business. I'm sorry. I hung up wow. the phone. That next day, he called me to apologize and said, "Well, can you take the tickets and take somebody else?" I said, "Yeah, I took my ex-husband." <laughs> okay, there you go. Because you went to see Maxwell. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't giving Maxwell. Him Maxwell. Would... <laughs> I ain't Maxwell. giving him Maxwell. And at the time, my ex-husband was like, "How you get tickets? Don't worry about that. <laughs> you don't want to see." Just enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. <laughs> enjoy the show. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. That was one of mine. That was the worst one I ever experienced during dating. I was like, never again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Donna, she she got some good ones. I know she have a good one. 
Well, to be honest, I don't have like really bad dates. I'm thinking nothing really stands out because for me, part of my problem was I ended up being, I'm a long-term dater. So Mm. it's funny because it seemed like in my 20s, I had one person that was eight years. Then in my 30s, I had another person that was eight years. Now here in my 40s, and I've been with him for six years. So I'm a long-term dater. So obviously they did something good where I ended up staying for a couple years. But I've heard some stories. My cousin, she's a serial dater. And uh, the worst one that she told me was where home dude had no money for a check. And, but he ordered, you know, drinks and stuff, and she had to end up paying. Oh, you washing dishes. I, I ain't paying nothing. Man, I would have split that check and just been like, I'm going to the bathroom, and you would have never seen me again. <laughs> <laughs> I would have paid it on the way out. Mm-hmm. So that was just That's right. Uh-uh. But, Look, you're going to learn so, how to be a man today. <laughs> absolutely. Came, came there broke. So do y'all think that's something that should be discussed? Who's going to pay? Let's say if you are the one that acts a guy out, are you going to pay or do you expect he automatically pay? Yeah. Just like he'll pay. Well, if I invited you out, I'm going to expect to pay. Okay. That, that's just me. Cause I'm inviting you out. Now, if you go ahead and slide that hand over there to that check, I ain't going to stop you though. But <laughs> I would I would expect <laughs> to pay if I invited them out. That's that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Everybody agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Donna. I do. If I'm gonna invite you out, then I'm expected to pay. But like she said, you slide that hand over there and say, I got it. I'm like, go for it, go for it. <laughs> You got it too, because I don't know how much it costs. Because I'm expensive, but you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. About yeah, because some. Oh, go ahead. Now, I didn't know if Monica wanted to add anything. I totally agree with that one. I was going to go back on a bad date. Last year, for the first time, I went on a blind date on a group mm-hmm. setting. And and you want to tell about the awkwardest feelings somebody you don't have no connection with <laughs> and i don't understand why she even thought this person was gonna be my type <laughs> he was short he was i have a thing about height okay so he was small he was shorter than me mm. then he had a nice car lexus but then he dressed country <laughs> when you have like a little dress shoes and some <laughs> jean pants <laughs> Monica, I got a visual in my head. I got a visual. I know. And you know, here I go in a nice little outfit, you know, even though it was Applebee's, you know, make a good impression. And he had the worst cologne on. Oh, it didn't even smell good. Oh, just because I'm from Emporia to Virginia, don't be because I want country like that. And then he's going to tell me he's a pastor. Oh, and she was like, you like to go somewhere and travel. (laughs) He was like, no, I I lay in the Bible in the book. And I'm like, he didn't like music. (laughs) I'm like, what in the fuck you think I want something like this one? (laughs) What am I going to do with this? (laughs) The lady says he had five damn kids. He he wanted more kids. Oh, and you're a pastor, but you're so religious. 
Wow. And I was like, what you think? Baby number six? He said, do you want any answer? I said, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, I look, it was both, oh, it's time to go. I'm getting all yawning. I rushed so fast on that <laughs> restaurant. Homeboy didn't even walk me to the car. I was gone. <laughs> Did he pay? that's why i was like she didn't really know me like that and that's where i learned the lesson Mm -hmm. never to go with somebody that don't know you i think she was trying to impress me more to be her friend to that oh we can do this double dating because they all know each other her boyfriend and this Mm -hmm. guy but it wasn't a good mix you know Mm mm-hmm so yeah, so I learned the valuable lesson right there. Like, oh, mm. try something. No, no. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going a Christian man. I don't want a man like that. Monica, he was going to put hands on you. That's right. Uh, wait. Did you hear? You hear what Trina said? Monica, he was going to put hands on you so you could get down to his level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> when you said small, I thought about Prince. I was like, is he short like Prince? And then, but when you start talking about the, the clothes, shoes, it just took me <laughs> off my seat. Yeah, we can handle Prince. Yeah, yeah. Prince, Prince was is sexy. okay. That was we sexy. can handle Prince. Yeah, yeah. Prince, we are metrosexual. Yeah. This guy was, wasn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I'm no. sorry. You're like I, I can't work no. with it. I can't, I can't work with it. <laughs> yeah, and the woman that had the kids with them. That's what I was thinking. You know, <laughs> you know who was these women? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a matter of somebody. Yeah. You didn't stick around to find out. No. She's like, I am done. Bye. She shot out there real quick. She Not be a second. Oh no. <laughs> She yeah, ran. and I felt she bad, like but I just didn't want to waste nobody's time, you know. And and I, I didn't know how to handle it because I felt like I was a little bit ambushed too. <laughs> because mm-hmm. why would you think this person and I would we totally on two different lanes, you know? I would say that my girlfriend, she's older than I am. Okay. And I wish I had her instincts like my mom should have been teaching me. Like she told her daughter to marry up. And she was just telling me like certain guys was trying to talk to her and she broke it up. Uh-uh, you're not messing with nothing that ain't got this going on. You're going to be miserable broke, you know, special thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I just wish I had that kind of, you know, things to tell me to look for certain guys. Right, and then right. Yeah. You had that motherly experience to kind of guide you. So Mm -hmm. she's been trying to hook me up with certain guys, but I feel like I want to be the natural way. Let the man be the hunter. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm hunting a guy. I don't know how y'all feel, but I just don't want to be a head hunter to me. Mm -hmm. And and when I did do it, it never works out well. And I know that I understood my girlfriend told me this, which was a valuable lesson. She said, let the man fall in love with you, not you fall in love with him. Mm. That's she That's told good. me. That. Yeah, because most women we are get very deep, especially we like them already. Mm-hmm. We start liking them, and we already want to seek that connection. 
And sometimes it takes men a longer way to develop that connection. So don't never show them you really like them if that's the one you really like. And and I'm thinking, going back on this situation, I was with this guy. That I, I, I should have listened to what she was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, to sit back and let him show the affirmation instead of me showing the affirmation. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's just me, you know, but y'all probably been married. I haven't. So I'm up for <laughs> I think with men, I think men, they are, when they have found the one or not really for marriage, but the one like, yeah, she, you know, I want to get serious with her. They will make it known. I, I think they're, yeah. They're quick because most men don't want to leave the woman out there to say, I'm going to leave her on the table for anybody else to come along. I'm going to go ahead and claim this now. <laughs> so I, I I do think that they do that. If they don't, then it's probably because, you know, they got other options or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it's coming to the end of our session. I think this is a conversation we need to continue. Is there anything that you want to add before we close out tonight? I enjoyed talking with you ladies this evening. It's nice to hear other people's perspective on the topic. And we actually hit on some some good subcategories mm-hmm. within the topic. And you're right. This like a part two, part three going on here. I just enjoy speaking with y'all today. I would like to do it again if we can. So I, I just enjoy y'all. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great to hear other people having the same, I guess, concerns about dating or issues or going through mm-hmm. the same thing. It makes you feel like you're not in it alone. <laughs> right, sure. exactly. Well, I had a good time me, tonight I'm... too. This conversation, okay. I feel, I'm sorry, Monica, but this conversation no, no, needs a part <laughs> a part two and a part three to it. Like you said, we have some more um, topics that we can touch on. And this has been a good experience. Um, I just want to piggyback a little bit. Well, Monica, when you said, you know, the teachings we had with our mothers mm-hmm. of learning different things. I was the same way. The same way, not learning those things that needs to be taught to us. So we'll know what to do as women, you know, when picking out that right man. Like, I wish my mother would have told me, hey, don't pick low, pick high. You know, learn how to pick Mm -hmm. them. Look for this quality. Look for that. You know, things like that. So it's just been a very learning experience for me. And I'm at that age now, 47. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I know better and I'm going to do better. So for me, I know what. I had, I don't want that. So I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. Now let me figure out what I do want and what I do. It could be grade mm-hmm. A. I ain't trying to be like picky, picky, but this is what I need for me now as a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I need that mm-hmm. man to come in. So the man I'm dating now, I'm like, okay, you hitting the notes without even a little bit knowing, but he knows what conversations mm-hmm. we have. He's taking me and helping me to get out of that box. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, having those grown conversations and the conversation we have and now as women, we need more of that. Yep. As women, mm-hmm. our age and getting older, having those conversations with each other to be open about sexuality, you yes. know, 
what we going through as a woman because you never know who you could relate to or learn from. We could learn yeah. from each other every day mm-hmm. with something. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for being a part of this this podcast tonight. I'm excited. And I, I want to thank y'all both too for allowing all of us to have this um, format. I think y'all podcast is going to go even stronger because of the dialogue and the questions that y'all and then the collective women that you have that brings a very entertaining discussion. And also, like I was saying earlier, teaching moment, because you don't you don't know what you don't know until you hear other women and given a safe format that you feel comfortable in sharing and -hmm. not feeling like you're being judged on what you're saying and feeling not stupid for not knowing certain things. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for this. I can see this being multiple series and it'd be interesting. Like the, where are they now? Like that's good. Could it help us get that certain guy you know, because then it could be somebody that we can bring in and saying, you know what, since we had our conversations, what do you think about this guy? You know, and maybe it can be a teaching moment, a helping moment to find out maybe this could be the one or not the one. So you got a safe format. Are you thinking like I'm feeling safe to bring this to the platform with these ladies and not fearful of being judged by other girlfriends? Like, oh, my God. Here she go with this one again, you know, (laughs) and I Mm -hmm. think that's why so many women be guarding and sharing with their family because you don't want that judgment to come Mm -hmm. that you made a bad mistake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you ladies for joining us and coming to this space. It's a safe space. We learned a lot. We would have some laughs and you guys are beautiful, diverse women. And we're just grateful that you trusted us to come on our show today. So thank you very much. Yes, it's been a lot of fun. Do you have a question or a comment? Do you have a great story or want to share something exciting? Is there a topic you want us to discuss? Email us at rnrexperience1 at gmail.com. That's rnrexperience1 at gmail.com. The letter R, A-N-D, the letter R, experience, the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to us on Google Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Thanks for listening.